Well, good morning, Palm Coast, Florida, and happy 2024 already. Wow, wow, wow. Time flies when we're having fun. That's a, that's a funny statement I just said right there. It wasn't even in my notes, but my first grade teacher, Mr. Masterson, had us write, time goes by when we're having fun. Oh, he had us write that one day, and I never realized why, but uh, it does. Boy, time goes by when we're having fun. I hope this finds each of you healthy, happy, and grateful. Um, hope you had a blessed holiday season. I did. I'm very grateful to spend my Christmas uh, up with my family up in Smith Mountain Lake, Virginia, just outside of Roanoke. If you know it, you know how beautiful it is. It's a nice part of the country. It really is. Uh, played some great, played some golf up there up at Ashley Plantation. I-81 drives uh, north-south right there. So if you've been to Michigan or whatever, you're going up that way. I mean, I-81 is right there. And if you have time, go to Ashley Plantation. What a beautiful golf course. They got uh, the hills and the meadows. Uh, they had three nines. Now it's just 36 holes. But really great golf course. Beautiful views of the Blue Ridge Mountains and so forth. But, uh yeah, it was a little bit tough of, uh, you know, 2023 wasn't too kind to us. Uh, as you may know, to my listeners, back in May, my younger brother had passed away suddenly. So, you know, it was good to see my mom and dad up in Virginia to help them out through the tough times, you know. Uh, life is life is not fair sometimes, and, you know, we all go, we all go through it. Life has got some bumps in the road, but... Uh, and then tomorrow, the January 8th, would be one year since my sister's fiancé uh, passed away. So anyway, 2023, um, you know, we had, uh, we had two unfortunate events. And, uh, but you know what? They are up. Lou and Mark are up there playing golf. So I just want to give you a little tribute to Lou. What a great guy, my sister's fiancé. Great golfer. He, he reminded me of Larry Loretti, if you all know him. He... He plays golf with a cigar in his mouth, and Lou was awesome. He played golf with a cigar in his mouth, and uh, actually Lou's brother is Dave Sapienza, who actually races cars. He's down in New Smyrna in the wintertime. But anyway, uh, to Lou and to my brother Mark, uh, you all up there playing some golf in heaven, and we love it. So anyway, 2024, we're going to make it a good year. Let's stay grateful, positive. And here we go. Considerate to each other. How about that? Huh? Grateful, positive, and considerate to each other. I think it's really, really important. So uh, we're going to have a really, really great year. Hey, how about Scotty Scheffler? Congratulations to Mr. Scheffler for winning the 2023 PGA Tour Player of the Year. Second year in a row. Good job, Scotty. Really nice. Uh, You don't win that award. Not playing too good, so he only had two victories. I think, you know, him and John Rahm were in the running there, but, uh, yeah, he beat him, and that's the way it goes. And I listened to Brandel Chambly, and, you know, Brandel, <laughs> love you, Brandel, but sometimes you're tough to listen to, but, man, you're you're right on point a lot of times, partner. And, uh, yeah, I think Scotty really deserved the uh, the uh, 2023 award. Um what a great time right now, the beginning of the year. Uh, we have an awesome tournament that kicks off the year every year. It's called the Century at the Plantation Course in Kapalua, Hawaii. Uh, what an amazing – I love this time of the year. Why? Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, the tea times are late. You know, it's four, four hours, five hours, whatever it is, difference. 
<clears throat> in Hawaii. So, you know, tonight and throughout the weekend, we get to watch a beautiful Hawaii golf course um, in the evening after work and so forth, which is just awesome. I think it's great. Similar to the uh, to the British Open when we get up early in the morning and watch it. It's just kind of different. But uh, if, you're, if you're not familiar with an incredible playoff, an incredible round, the year 2000, I take take you back to 2000. And I want you to research it. I don't like to use the word Google because that's promoting Google. Not that I don't want to promote Google, but research Ernie Els and Tiger Woods in a playoff at Kapalua in the year 2000. Amazing playoff. And I'll never forget that start in the millennium, you know, because remember back in 2000, it was the, the Y2K. Or no one knew if the world was going to be the same after uh, the year 2000. It's kind of funny thinking about it now, you know. But anyway, so, uh, you know, and it was only five months ago, folks. Do you all remember this? This was really crazy. The wildfires in Maui. That was back in August. And, uh, you know, uh, um, sad, man, really sad. They had the superintendent of Kapalua on uh, this morning. I was watching the Golf Channel. And his name is Brian. I forget his last name. But he's a golf course superintendent. And him and his family just got out, man. I mean, this is life or death situation out there with the wildfires. And, uh, but anyway, it's really good to kind of see, um, how they're coming back from that. It's good to see some of the stories of the PJ tour players really, uh, donating and going out of their way to, you know, raise money. Ricky Fowler for one, he's wearing the L, uh, I guess there's a little city just North of Maui that, that got really hurt. I forget the, a lot. I forget the name of it. Uh, Tony Phenom has been helping Colin Morikawa. I guess he's from that region. So anyway, congrats to the PJ Tour players that are really helping out a lot. And a lot of times we don't even hear what they do and so forth. So uh, pretty cool. Um, and as we all know, the saga continues with the PJ Tour, the DP World Tour, and, uh, you know, the live. And I, I don't even talk about it much because no one really knows what the heck's going on. What I do know is... Um, I tried to watch the live. I'm just going to give you my opinion, and I'm not going to, you know, beat around the bush. I just don't like a shotgun start. Okay, so live is a shotgun start. For you that don't know what that means, that means basically, let's say there's 60 players. They all start on a separate hole. So one group starts on one, one group starts on two, one group starts on three, et cetera. So they, and they all start at the same time. I just, I'm not into that for pro golf. I mean, I get it on Saturday morning for the, you know, for the uh, Chamber of Commerce golf tournament, I get that because of time. But, you know, golf courses are made from first, you know, a lot of times the first hole is, is a little bit easier. The architect, the golf course architect makes it a little bit easier because it is the first hole, you know. So anyway, I don't like that. And it just seems like they're trying so hard to be different. And uh, McKenzie, there's a PJ Tour player, McKenzie, that was on had an interview, and you know, he said the bottom line is with common golfers, all they want to see is good golf. That's it. They don't want to hear about the money and all that jazz. We really don't, frankly. And you know, as a PJ member for twenty five years, I was I was kind of cool about the idea that you know, golf is really the only game that you earn what you make. You don't get a salary. You know, I guess bowling. I'm sure there's other sports. Maybe I'm not privy all that much. Bowling, I, I would assume, is similar. But you look at baseball, football, basketball, you know, they get contracts. They get $20 million, which is, 
you know, we can go on and on about that, how much money they're making and so forth. And unfortunately, that's what it's come to is money. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't like the team event either. So that's my opinion on live. I don't blame any of the players for going there. If they're getting paid $300 million, that's your decision. You go do it. I guess I'm just a traditionalist. But uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, not to get off on a little bit of a tangent there with Live Golf, but I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it, you know. I'm really not. I'm a huge fan of Phil Mickelson. I guess I always will be a Phil. Um, and, you know, I don't blame them for doing what they're doing, but I just I can't watch it. I don't have fun watching it. So, um, hey, I just wanted to go through, you know how, like, at the end of the year, like, um, <clears throat> you know, the sports has the best highlight films and, and all this good stuff. So I wanted to go through quickly a list of my guests that I had on the show for 2023. I think it's kind of cool to go through this, you know. So the very first show we did back in March or April, I'm not sure exactly, I think it was March, was Roger Hale, the superintendent for uh, Palm Harbor Golf Course. Roger, thank you, buddy, for breaking the ice and coming on. I've had, and this is in no particular order, Brent Everson, professional caddy from Palatka. He caddy, he caddies for David Hearn now, but caddy for uh, Justin Leonard, Gary Woodland. He's a Palatka guy. He used to carry for Sean Pacetti, who Sean was on my show. He was a legend in North Florida, traveled with John Daly back in the 80s, 90s, um, Jan Stevenson and Cindy Morgan from Caddyshack. Jan's been on the show via phone, and same thing with Cindy. Um, but we've also had Andy Hartz, the general manager from Palatka, and Ronnie Tumlin on. Ronnie, awesome golfer, won six times the Azalea Amateur, which is a really na- national tournament right there, 30 minutes from us, you know, where you can see some great golf. That's in March. And I recommend you going out there to see the um, the state park there called the Ravines. If you haven't been to Palak and the Ravines, take a trip out there in March. You got all the azaleas blooming, and you have this really, really cool amateur golf tournament out there. You got to go check that out. Okay, David Moreland's been on my show. David played, still playing over 50 over there. David, so Thank you, David. John Subers, a pillar in our community. John uh, was successfully ran three PGA tournaments right here in Flagler County. That's a very, very hard task to do. John, thank you for coming on the show. Um, Ken Van Leuven, Ted Baker, and Joe Kowach. They, all three of those knuckleheads were on my show, and I call them knuckleheads. They're good buddies of mine. Y'all probably know them. They've been around a long time. Tie Caps, Rick Faders. They were on my show. Ty Caps, a heck of congrats, Ty, on your recent victory, four-man uh, amateur tournament. Uh, Ty and Rick were on. Rick does uh, mortgages. But Ty and Rick Southwick. Rick Southwick was on my show just a few weeks ago. Rick is one heck of a golfer, very good amateur golfer, beat Phil Mickelson in 1991. Pretty cool story there, man, really cool. So uh, I've had also, how about uh, Mr. Ben Propes, good friend of mine, Superintendent Ocean's Golf Club. Jack and Kristen Rossheim. Jack, I've known since three years old, been preschool with my, with my son, and he's doing great in golf. Nadine King, thank you for coming on. Christmas Come True is Nadine King. If you're looking for a good sponsor or somewhere to put some, uh, some good funds to go to a good cause here in Flagler County, Nadine King is really uh, does a great job at Christmas Come True. 
TJ, TJ um, West has been on my show here. He's a superintendent at LPGA. And how about Ray Peterson, our co-super with Rick Herman at Grand Reserve. Ray, awesome. And Ray always gives me good feedback or bad feedback, mind you, of the show. So that's good. Haven't had bad, bad, much bad feedback. That's good. How about Dan Ignatuck and John Heisey from Hammock Dunes? Thank you for coming on, guys. And, hey, we're going to hope to continue with our guest and try to really uh, pick it up a notch, you know. And uh, I'm hoping to have Dwayne Bach on. Dwayne is uh, Sepp Straka's caddy right now. He was uh, Kevin Kisner's caddy, and he went over to to Sepp Straka. We played high school golf in Long Island, New York back in 1984, 85 and 86. But William Floyd, FSU legend. San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl ring he's got on his William will be on the show. I don't know when. And anyway, and if you have any, if you all know of anyone that's got a hole-in-one, an eagle, a great round of golf, something to uh, show a little love, let me know. You got my email. If you don't, here it is, ptretner at pga.com. Pretty simple, you know, so... But anyway, so I'm solo today, and we're going to uh, just take a little couple-minute break here for some of our uh, advertising. So don't go nowhere. Let's stick around here. I've got some good teaching coming up. Uh, So don't go nowhere. Stay right there. Want to flex your golf skills but don't have the time for a full 18 holes? Head on down to the Palm Harbor Golf Club. You can hit up our driving range with a bucket of balls for a long-distance workout or head over to our putting green to work on your short game. Either way, you're going to get in a great game of golf. For more information or to book a tee time, visit us at palmharborgolfclub.com or give us a call at 386-986-4653. That's 386-986-GOLF. Welcome back to On the Green with Paul Tretner. I am your host, been your host since since March of 2023, and Happy New Year to everybody. Wishing you all the very, very best in 2024. So being solo on the radio show today, I'm able to really kind of give some, some nice uh, golf tips, because when I have a guest, it's hard to do with a half-hour show, just not a ton of time. So, you know, over my, over 25 years being a PGA member, you know, what I want to try to do for, for my guest here is to really give you what I feel is the most important things to help your golf game out. It's not just the physical mechanics of the golf swing or the physics of your grip or what, you know, the mechanics of your grips, okay? A lot of it's mental, a lot of it's this and that. So with that said, I'm going to go through some of the things that I really feel are the most important If you're a golfer and you want to grab a pen, now would be the time to do it. So here we go. And I've got a website, and I'm going to start building my website a little bit more with some nice videos and so forth. So you all can just go to my my website. But anyway, the common denominator for good golf, okay, is relaxation. Pretty much any sport that you have played or we know, being relaxed is going to benefit you. Let's take pitching and baseball. Do you think a pitcher in baseball has got tension in his hands? No, he does not. A bowler. Does a bowler have tension in his arm when he's... No, he's got relaxation. It's 
hard to be relaxed, though, on a golf course when you got your buddy talking in your swing. You're not confident with your game. So a lot of times that's what incurs or it gets that tension in your hands. So number one is try to relax, okay? The tension will eliminate or, or minimize your rotation of your upper body. And it will also impede on the release of your golf club down below. Okay, I'm just going to stop there. The release of your golf club down below. So on the LPGA Tour, some of these LPGA gals are five foot five, and maybe uh, weighing about 110 pounds, and they can hit the ball 275 yards. How? How do they do that? Well, the answer is club head speed. That's the physics behind it. So, okay, with that said, how do they build the club head speed? That's going to be with A, relaxation, so they're able to generate a big shoulder turn, and then they're able to their hands at impact. In 1984, taking you back to 84, I worked with Jim Flick. I say I worked with Jim Flick. I've given this story before, but I just want to give it again. Jim Flick and Bob Toski had the Golf Digest schools. The, the, the golf course that we played high school golf at was a private club, and they hosted Jim Flick. Well, us being high school kids, we our job, we were asked to do from a high school coach, was to help Mr. Flick and Toski set up their driving range for the 8 o'clock in the morning group, you know, for a whole week. Long story short, he had us tee up all these balls, and – he would have his students take a seven iron, put a T in the butt end of the grip, and then he would put their the student would have their feet together, touching each other. They would go up to a ball that's teed up slightly, and then hinge their wrist so the T is pointing at the ball, and then release it so that on the other side it's pointing at the ball. So that was your release of the golf club. And folks, that is the moment of truth right there is that. In fact, there's a there's a, a tool, a hidden uh, – it's called a hidden bag. It's um, a, a golf tool to practice with. And basically it's a bag that you fill with your old golf shirts maybe that you don't use or any type of um, fabric. Anyway, you, you don't – you hit that bag and you try to move it forward. And that gives you a good release of the golf club. So – Relaxation, number one. We all heard golf is mental, 95% mental. What exactly exactly does that mean? So if you're thinking negative, you're probably going to get negative results. So we got to try to think positive as best we can. And great book. If you want to read a great book, it's by Steve Williams. And, you know, he wrote it, obviously, when him and Tiger were on good, good terms. But he wrote Golfing at the Top with Steve Williams. And it shows and it tells stories of him and Tiger and how Tiger was able to control his thought process and so forth. Try, in between golf shots, not to think about the next shot. Okay? Try not to think about the next shot. Think of something else. That way you're not overloading your brain with negativity. Very true. Give credit where credit's due. If someone makes a birdie and they hit a good shot, let them know that. Don't, you know what I mean? Give yourself credit where credit's due. Hopefully, they'll give you credit when your credit's due, and then it works both ways. Pre-shot routine, number four. If you don't have one, you need to get one. If you want to play decent golf, 
you got to be able to stand back behind the golf ball. you got to be able to pick an object out in front of the golf ball six to eight feet or, or so, a divot, a broken tee, a weed, whatever it may be. You have to establish a target line. If you don't establish a target line, chances are you could be offline with your direction. Not only that, the target line will help you understand where your ball position is. And when we're hitting irons or driver, we definitely want a difference in our ball position. You know, we're going to get into driver here shortly. I'm going to go over each part of the game. Um, so you got to get a pre-shot routine. Tonight or sometime, 8 o'clock tonight, whatever, think about a pre-shot routine that, that is molded for you, for your personality and so forth. Um, and, oh, yeah, your last thought process, folks, so, so very important is – to, to know what is making you swing good, if that makes sense. So, so having a good thought process as your last thought process when taking a club back is so very, very important. So it could be anything from, hey, just let me relax my shoulders, and then you take the club back, and that may help you right there. So, okay, so let's work on – let's talk about putting right now. So if you're having difficulty putting or three-putting, Remember, the second putt that you miss is probably like three, four, five feet, okay? And those are the putts you have to practice. You really do. You have to practice them. If, you, if you're not practicing, then just keep your expectations to a minimal. You know what I mean? And I'm serious. And I've got that here. Keep your expectations. And, you know, if you're practicing a lot, okay, then you could get mad at yourself once in a while for maybe missing a short putt. But overall, keep your expectations uh, real, frankly. Speed. Okay, so putting. There's speed and direction. Two things to worry about. Which one is more important? Speed. There's no doubt, folks. Speed is more important. And the common error I see is people don't strike the ball solid with their putter face. They're hitting it on the low part of the putter face. So try this. When you're putting, just concentrate on striking the ball nice and solid. You're going to get a better roll, hence better speed. Chipping and putting. Folks, you, your weight's got to be leaning towards your left side. That's for righties. The right side for your lefties, if that makes sense. In other words, on your forward side, your, your weight should be leaning. Your hands have got to be pressed slightly forward of the golf ball at address and at impact. That's super, super important. And the main thing with pitching, okay, is pitching is the difference between chipping and pitching, FYI. Chipping is one lever, not much wrist movement, right up around the green. Pitching is where you got to hinge your wrist a little bit, which makes it a little bit more difficult of a shot. So you have to keep your head still. You have to rotate your shoulders, keep your weight on your left side, and just, you know, a lot of people are moving too much with chipping and putting. Okay, you got to keep your head over the ball a little more. Driver, what an important part. So putting, chipping, and driver, folks, 80% 80% of your golf shots. So if you look at percentage-wise, those are the three areas I would want all my students to concentrate on right there. Okay? Calvin Pete. Has anyone heard of Calvin Pete? I just read some uh, great stat. Calvin Pete was an African-American that holds an incredible record. He played 1,200 rounds on the PJ Tour and hit one ball out of bounds. Absorb that. 1,200 rounds, one ball out of bounds. 
great story. Calvin Pete, I actually seen him live. My first PJ Tour event that I ever went to was at Westchester Country Club with Scott Hawkins, who is a legend at Short and Waden River. He went to Florida, um, um, Florida Southern, I believe, in uh, Lakeland, and did excellent there as well. Rocco Mediate went there. He was a graduate. Same with. Um, Oh, my God, I'm forgetting the main guy there. But anyway, they all knew the Hawk. They called him the Hawk, and uh, he was great. But anyway, so driver, good extension. Folks, you got to understand, your driver is going to be the, the longest golf club in your bag. It's going to be 46, 45 inches. So you have to really have good time in with the driver. Ball position, you got to be off your forward foot a little bit. Tee up the ball. Half the ball should be over the physical top of your club head. All right? Why this is going to be the widest of your stance out of all your whole golf bag. This is going to be your, your feet are going to be furthest apart with your driver. Okay. And, uh, look, you have to swing with a good rhythm. So when you take it back, don't rush it from up top. That's the worst thing you could do. And usually it, 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 it happens where you come over the top of the ball. Hence, you're going to get a slice or left to right shot. Okay. And irons, just going to end off with irons on this. Hey, you got to allow the club head to swing. You know, in Florida, we, we have cooler weather up here in North Florida, so sometimes you don't get really great lies in the fairway. Played conservatory, you know, it's a pass palum. We're not overseeding. Overseeding is in, in the winter months. We put down a ryegrass and that grows. But many golf courses don't do it, and I think it's better to do it that way. But, you, you know, you have to really, really strike the ball nice and solid. But with the irons, allow the club head to swing nice and free. That is such a key to this game, folks. Um, look, we only got two minutes left, so I'm going to finish out with a couple things here. First off, play to your strengths, folks. Play to your strengths. In other words, we used to have on Ladies' Day at Pine Lakes, this was great. The ladies would have like four or five club day. They would choose four of their clubs. Do you know that most of them would have their best round of golf with five clubs? Because, of course, you're going to choose the clubs that you're most confident with. Those are the clubs I want you to, to play with mostly on the golf course. So, yeah, you may not use your three iron or four iron, you know, for a couple rounds even, you know. So don't, don't let that um, steer you any differently, if that makes sense. Play with the clubs you feel more confident with. Keep ex- ex- expectations real, folks. So many times I've had players come to me, you know, they played college baseball and this and that. It's golf. It's a different animal. So if you have, we're going to close here, folks. I wish you all the best in 2024. I want you to email me, ptretner at pga.com. If you have any questions, I'm at Grand Reserve Teaching. Come see me. I'd love to see you and help your golf game out. Have a great week.